I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today, I am super excited because joining me on the show is perhaps one of my best friends from Southern School, where we studied together. Joining me on the show is Stefan Filippo. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, brother. Oh, should I say Brodiola, I suppose? (laughs) (laughs) For those listening in, Stefan and I actually have some running jokes some running nicknames what was the first one that we came up with either brodiola or Brom- probably bromelaine yeah <laughs> ones yeah did it originate from was it because we both discovered bromantan and then we decided like no i think it was something stupid where i just i think when i was messaging you i like capitalized the bro in bromelaine <laughs> I just called it bromelaine and then we decided fucking brodiola fucking brogy berries and all, all those ones <laughs> And um, what was the, I mean, when we first met, I sort of briefly remember in the classroom. Do you want to share that story? I'll forget this one. So, yeah, I just changed school. So I was at Endeavour College my first year and then I changed to Southern School in my second year and didn't know anybody, obviously, uh, first or second day there. And just in class and I had my um, my Swannies blue blockers on back then because I didn't have these, the Barclays ones, which are the, the sort of more yellowy tinted ones just because I didn't want to get all the fluorescent lights and all the screen, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember you guys were looking over me because you guys sit on the, a full table of six. And I think either you or someone said, i got to fucking meet this guy. <laughs> I was wearing fucking blue bloggers. I was wearing my, my Vibram toe shoes. I'm like, just putting it all fucking out there who I am. And then um, in the break, I think you and Jaden came up to me and we just started chatting. And then we're talking about Chinese herbs and cordyceps and eucomia bark and all that. And then... Yeah, I'm like, far out. This guy is like who I needed to come here to meet. I remember going home that day and messaging all my friends from Endeavor. I'm like, guys, I met another one of me. <laughs> he exists. <laughs> I said the same thing when I got back home. I'm like, oh, I just met the coolest guy ever. Yeah. It's so funny how like I remember that particular day where I was like, who is that guy wearing blue blockers? Because no one else was like really into <laughs> was into biohacking. I'm like, yeah, this this it's going to be a long lasting friendship. Yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd call pretty much every day. I remember my mom would be like, 
Are you calling your boyfriend again? <laughs> Every day should be like that. Oh God. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good time, man. It's been what like four years now, I think, since we met. Been a long you know, time. Like close to the day. Like really, it's almost yeah, it was probably Feb twenty eighteen when we met. Yeah. Do you want to share with my listeners a bit about what else you've studied apart from uh, naturopathy and a bit about your journey as well? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, thanks, man. So I started, uh, funny enough, doing an economics and thought, well, I did a commerce degree. Um, I started off studying actuarial studies initially and then realized that wasn't for me. And I swapped over into economics and finance. And then, I mean, I enjoyed the content, I suppose. It was very mathsy and that's sort of how my brain, you know, is more inclined to work, quite good at maths, find it quite easy, just very logical processes and stuff. And then after I finished, I just... I had this want to be uh, an economics tutor. Like I really loved teaching. I'd done private tutoring before and I thought I'll give that a go. So I tutored for a number of years and then I had my, hmm, what was it? My quarter life crisis, I suppose, around 25, broke up with a partner and realized, okay, this economics thing, I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm not feeling to be in this, this role anymore, like at least not long-term. So I did some soul searching, had some funny experiences, went to Sexpo, which funny enough, put me on the path to naturopathy. Very long, funny story. I might share it on my own podcast one day. Um, <laughs> and ended up having this like this God moment where it felt like the heavens opened up. I'm like, I'm supposed to study naturopathy. I'm supposed to be a naturopath. And then from there, the journey has been just like, I feel like my life was, you know, I can separate it in like BC and AD. It's like, this was before I had this sort of, I have to be a naturopath. And then after, and since then I've just, I've met you guys. I've met so many great friends. I feel like I make friends so easily now. Whereas before it was like, I just didn't feel like I could connect with a lot of people I was around because they just, nothing wrong with them. Of course, I just, we didn't get each other. I was doing this, they were doing that. So I've met all these great friends, having a good time. Like it was definitely the best. Like it's been the best and most challenging as well. Like yeah. how long is it now? Like five, five plus years of my life, this whole, this whole journey just grown a lot, learned a lot, you know, up-leveled my skills. So yeah, that's part of my journey. I started off like from a chronic illness sort of background. That's how I came to health in the first place, mm. like into this health field. More recently, I've gotten more involved in the sort of energetic side of things. So Qigong, Reiki, et cetera, et cetera. And just do my best to incorporate all of that into like who I am and how I look after my clients as well. Yeah. No, it's awesome, man. And I remember, I remember, you know, back at uni, we used to both go down to, was it, it was China books, right? Yeah. Yeah. China books in the city. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 used to, we used to just in our spare time, both Stefan and I used to head down to what's that street? I can't remember. Was it just Swanson street? Swanson street where yeah, like, yeah. And um, we used to go to a place called China books and we would literally just research every single, like, oh, look at all the herbs, look at all the books. And they think we're Chinese med students as well. So they give us a discount. Ah, <laughs> uh, good days. Good days. Man. Oh, God. Yeah, for sure, man. Nah, funny times, bro. Very good times. Funny. Good times. Yeah. I want to interrupt today's show to bring you a brand new company called Better Brand, whose goal is to help clear your to-do list and feel like you have the whole day ahead of you. Claim your exclusive offer with code BIOLOGY and get 25% off Better Focus, Better Brand's best-selling pharmacist-formulated vitamin for focus, energy, and mood. Better Focus helps you reach peak productivity and performance 
with a precisely dosed blend of natural, highly absorbable adaptogens and nootropics for a steady four-hour-plus boost without the dreaded crash. For a limited time, only at betterbrandhealth.com, get 25% off Better Focus with code BIOLOGY. That's 25% off at betterbrandhealth.com with the discount code BIOLOGY. Obviously, today we're here to talk about, well, perhaps my favorite seaweed on the planet. And it's something that I know I introduced to you and benefited from it like early on. Yeah. Um, So we're here to talk to you guys about Eclonia carva, which is a, you know, a very versatile seaweed. So Steph, do you want to let my listeners know a little bit about like the history behind Eclonia carva, maybe how much research has been conducted on it? It's it's a big one. I mean, like a, you know, according to what you've told me here, 14 years of research and around $35 million into the clinical studies around this seaweed. Mm. And when you look at what it does, you'll be like, no wonder I've had to spend so much because it, like you said, it's so versatile. It does everything from blood flow to helping detox pathways to protecting the brain, to being an antioxidant, to protecting against pain, protecting against radiation. It's all these like so many beautiful benefits. It's yeah. Like I said, no wonder they've had to spend so much money studying all its sort of multifaceted uses really. Yeah. Yeah. What really stood out to me, I guess, obviously in the early days when I was always all about um, optimizing male health and um, erection quality and things like that was the ability for Eclonia carva to improve blood flow. And that's, Mm. I guess, one of its claims to fame is its ability to enhance circulation. So maybe do you want to explore a little bit on that? Yeah, I'll start with my personal experience because you knew I had issues with like uh, Raynaud's, which is like when the the micro capillaries in the fingers, for me, it was mostly the toes, they would just be so constricted, it'd be hard for blood to get in. So they'd start to turn a bluish color. And then when the blood would come in, it would just get really itchy and I'd get this every winter. And uh, you know, as I get healthier and healthier, it'd come less and less. But once I started on a clonia, I'm like, oh, this really does some good benefits for the circulation. You know, really, especially that micro circulation as well, I noticed. So mm. I was having less and less like frequency of these sort of brain ords attacks or whatever you want to call them. And again, that was, that was you putting me onto that. And that was just, it was like a, a constant occurrence every winter I'd get these things mm. and it'd just be just really frustrating because it'd be so uh, uncomfortable to even have a shower, like just any sort of warm ish or even just above warm water would really start to irritate my feet and just make them feel horrible. And the skin would peel off and stuff like that. Not fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's, that's a personal front, but um, on the sort of more research front, it does really help to like regenerate that vascular endothelium. So that's mm. our blood vessels, essentially. It's helping to regenerate that. And in doing that, it's also helping it to produce more nitric oxide, nitric oxide being that, vasodilator the one that opens up the blood vessels i mean as you would know a lot of pre-workout supplements Mm. have a nitric oxide component to them to help improve nitric oxide status so that blood vessels open blood can flow a lot more smoother um as we know that when when things aren't great you know if you've got cholesterol deposition due to inflammation etc the blood vessel gets stiffer and harder and there's more obstructions in the way so it's harder for blood to get through if blood can't get through it's harder for us to carry nutrients and oxygen to where we need it to go. And it's also harder for us to excrete waste as well, which has to all go through the blood system, you know, the mm-hmm. circulation system. So um, yeah, just incredible one for that. And obviously then there's the erection side of things, which I think you have a study talking about that, right? 
Yeah, well, when I um, started looking looking into Colonial Carver, I saw it popping up in um, a lot of... Uh, Intended? Popping up? <laughs> no, funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just came from, uh, yeah, like in so many different like bodybuilding um, supplements and like all these pre-workouts. And I was wondering like, why are they putting it in pre-workouts? Yeah. yeah. And then I realized, well, perhaps it's because it's so powerful at increasing nitric oxide and um, improving pumps. And then I found one study which compared it to Viagra and I'll just read out some of the results from this study. I'll just, I'll literally just going to read it out. So basically what they noted was that results confirm that Eclonio Carba can rejuvenate damaged endothelial cells to produce nitric oxide. And scientists studied 31 men with erectile dysfunction for over six months. And they compared eight weeks of Eclonia Carva use to Viagra. And they looked at various domains of sexual pleasure and erectile performance. They looked at orgasmic function, intercourse satisfaction, overall satisfaction, and erectile function. They make it sound so clinical. It's like, <laughs> these guys are having the time of their life, really. <laughs> <laughs> It's for the study. I promise it's for the study. It's not for me. It's for the study. <laughs> and, uh, and over those eight weeks, Eclonia Carver scored 87%, 74%, 62%, and 66%. Whereas Viagra scored 27%, 44%, 39%, and 66%. Mm. And there were no side effects reported with Eclonia Carver. Well, uh, just the happy ones, you know? <laughs> I might, I might quickly share what happened to one of my, I'm not going to mention his name. I know you know who it is. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he first, when, when I introduced him to this seaweed, he used it before going on a date. And um, I remember that night he rang up and, and he called me and he's like, the, 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 the girl, the girl thought I took Viagra. <laughs> And he was so proud. He was so proud. I was also very proud. You should like, have whipped out the study, man. Actually, <laughs> it's better than Viagra, actually. Yeah, here's a study for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously one of its unique benefits is um, improving circulation and blood flow. Yeah. And so, obviously, as part of that, right, it would have a, a blood pressure lowering effect, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And look, that's sometimes when they say there's a contraindication, like if you've already got low blood pressure, but... I suppose from my perspective, that's like a real, everyone's being really cautious with this stuff here. I think our body is quite intelligent. I think these plants, these herbs are quite intelligent as well. They're very rarely, they're not going to force a pathway that's already at its capacity. That's already optimal. That's my perspective. You know, I've never seen any issues with myself for that. I don't think you have either on the sort of being hypotensive or anything, have you? No, even though I have um, low blood pressure in general, I think at the time that I was using Eclonia Carver, I was already super low in iron. So it was most likely related to that. But um, what I'd like to share is like the sleep quality improvements there. I don't know. I don't know if you also noticed that when you first started taking Eclonia Carver, like did you get that restorative effect on your sleep at all? Well, yeah, I, I found that I just, I was getting to sleep very quickly as well. And I was, I was already doing a lot to optimize my sleep. You know, I was already on the blue blockers. Um, sleep mask, etc. Um, but I just noticed this, it would just get me to sleep much quicker. And not to say that it was taking a long time. I just felt I was out, you know, see you later. And I felt more rested when I woke up as well. Obviously there was less is before I had the aura ring, mind you guys. So I can't 
fully quantify it, but um, I imagine there was less sort of wake ups throughout the night. And I suppose that a lot, big part of that is the Yabba side of things, you know, not, you know, just feeling that, that, that brake pedal, that neurotransmitter, just slowing things down really. Do you want to talk about like how it works on the, the GABA yeah. receptor? Yeah. With, um, I'll share with my experience. Um, the way I described my sleep on Eclonia Carver was like, I would literally wake up in the morning feeling like I could, like I can't turn back over and fall back asleep. Like I feel like when I would wake up, I would wake up feeling super refreshed and just really clear, like mentally. Yeah. Um, that was really obvious. And we can sort of touch on potential mechanisms there. I mean, there's some research that indicates it may increase alpha waves. So mm-hmm. similar to L-theanine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people love L-theanine because of its effect on alpha waves, making them feel like they're always meditating. <laughs> like just a, a full-time monk, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like with with the sleep aspect with Eclonia Carva, some suspected mechanisms, what they believe is that it can act as a positive allosteric modulator of the GABA-A benzodiazepine receptors. So that's like basically opening up the GABA receptors and making them more receptive to your body's own GABA production. So we're not going to, we're not going to run into any of the issues associated with a lot of the um, benzos where they're just straight bang, like agonists at that GABA A receptor. We're not getting that with the colonial cover. We're getting a gentle increase in the binding affinity of GABA to the GABA A receptor, which is super cool. That would explain its anti-anxiety, anti-stress and cortisol lowering effects. Yeah. And then there are some other studies looking at how one of the awesome polyphenols, it's pretty hard to pronounce, it's trifluorothal A, trifluorothal A. Good job of that one. <laughs> they said that this can increase um, non-REM sleep, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. Just want to like interject real quick, man. On the GABA side of things, from what I saw, it doesn't actually raise GABA, does it? It just makes the GABA we have more potent. Is that fair yes. to say? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's why, like, I think even if you were to like, and this is a stack I've, you know, looked into and prescribed is like combining actual GABA because mm-hmm. GABA by itself yeah. uh, is anti-anxiety and stress and like mm-hmm. relief. Um, combining GABA with Eclonia Carver together, that sort of synergy is amazing. Like yeah. It's um, sleep promoting effect. Mm. So that's pretty cool. And then there was, they basically compared that, polyphenol the trifluorothal a and they compared it to zolpidem which is uh, ambien and um unlike ambien it increased the quantity of sleep without reducing sleep quality which is really cool mm. so that's a huge benefit of the colonial cover there yeah it seems to do a lot of good things that you know we people like lean on pharmaceuticals for but without a lot of the side effects thankfully mm. Exactly. I might also mention for those listening in, we're going to have a Clonia Carver linked in the in the show notes. We forgot to mention that at the start because as with all supplements and herbs, particularly with algaes, quality and sourcing really matters because mm-hmm. Nando's spoken to you about the different Clonia Carvers on the market, has he? Yeah. Oh, look, it's I've forgotten about that. It's about the the Carver versus Bicyclus sort of those two ones also just it is a seaweed obviously and seaweeds do have a quite a good binding capability like a lot of people working with detoxification will use forms of seaweed to actually help to bind onto things that's great but obviously if you're 
getting a seaweed from a polluted water, it's already going to come with heavy metals in it. So that's going to, one, decrease binding capability and two, potentially mean you're ingesting heavy metals and having a net negative effect on the detoxification front. So yeah, something that has been vetted is grown in, you know, in pure clean water is really important as well. And that's, that's what we've strived to get with our, the one we're looking for here or looking mm. at rather. Yeah. And what about the other really important aspect of Eclonia Carver is its potent antioxidant effect. Did you want to explore a little bit on that? Well, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one because we know polyphenols are quite, quite important for like the you know, oxidative stress pathways and actually decreasing cellular damage. I mean, it seems that the, like the polyphenols in Eclonia Carver seem to be between 10 and hundred times stronger than regular polyphenols. So there's something very interesting about, you know, these marine compounds, or these marine sort of substances or herbs, whatever you want to call them. So and a really important benefit of this is it does upregulate the NRF2 pathway, which mm. a few years ago, that was quite, you know, quite in vogue, I suppose, all the rage. Everyone's like, oh, upregulate NRF2, NRF2. And one of the main reasons to upregulate NRF2 is one, it's a, it's a cellular antioxidant pathway, protects the cells. Two, it does help to increase glutathione levels. So glutathione being, you know, some say our master antioxidant, some say one of our master antioxidants, very, very important molecule to protect the cells, to enhance detoxification. So we'll, we'll talk about detox a bit later, but um, while we're here, we've got phase one, phase two, and phase three detox. Phase one, we hydrolyze, we transform the toxins. They become a little bit more toxic then. Phase two, we conjugate it or we grab it onto something. That can be amino acids, sulfur molecules, things like that. Glutathione is another one. So mm -hmm. if we have more glutathione in our system, we are able to grab the, like bind these toxins onto these conjugates like glutathione. Then from there, it pumps out of the cell, makes its way through the blood system, through the liver, into the bile, out the stool, hopefully. And we'll talk about how a clinic can help a few parts of that pathway. But um, that's why NRF2 is so important, glutathione really, and a number of other mechanisms too. Yeah. I might also add that the, um, the polyphenols found within Eclonia Carver have a very long half-life. Mm. So they're saying that it ranges from 12 to 14 hours in human metabolism, whereas most plant-based tannins have a half-life of only like 30 minutes. So we're getting a long-lasting, like if you take it before bed, you're getting an antioxidant effect during the night and then, Perhaps that's even contributing to, you know, better reduced muscle soreness as well. Yeah. And on that sort of half-life topic as well, it's not like 12 to 14 hours is done. That's when half of it's gone. Yeah. In another 12 to 14 hours, the other half's gone. So you're left with 25% and then so on. But by then you've taken your next dose, you're building up and then eventually you'll hit your sort of saturation point with it where it's like you've had that sort of steady state level of it all. Mm. And um, yeah, just a really fucking great compound, isn't it? Did you want to go into some of the detox? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so like we said, I mean, there's quite a few mechanisms here. We said the NRF2 pathway. We did mention that seaweeds can act as binders. So as I said before, we've got phase one, phase two, phase three detox. Phase three where it goes out of the cell, gets pumped out into the bloodstream, through the liver, packaged into bile. The bile gets excreted into the intestines, which then makes its way out through our stool like when we go to the toilet. Now, that's in an ideal world. Our body is very resourceful, I suppose. Bile is quite expensive for the body to make. It costs a lot of resources. So it, that body likes to recycle a lot of the bile. Now, the issue there is if we are pumping these conjugated toxins into the bile, 
But then when we're absorbing up to 90% of our bile, mm. it makes sense we're reabsorbing quite a lot of those softens as well. So something like Colonia Carva or other binders can be really helpful here. What they do is they sort of, well, as the name suggests, they bind onto the bile and grab these softens. They form like either, they can be like through a charge, things like zeolite act like a cage structure. The tannins in a Colonia Carva are what's responsible for the binding capability. So as good as it is to upregulate phase one, phase two detox, phase three is very important as well. And binders are paramount. Binders and bile support, like two of the most important things in phase three detox. Mm. Um, so what else? We also um, found some studies about liver and kidney health. So it seems to be quite protective against liver and kidney health. It also protects against like uh, ingesting alcohol too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it upregulates, what was that one? The alcohol dehydrogenase and aldehyde dehydrogenase pathway. So to help us actually clear alcohol from the system, it, um, there's a clonia carver still, lowers liver enzymes, the AST and ALT after ingesting alcohol. So it's quite protective really in a lot of ways. Also protective against EMFs. We think, well, how does that, how does that impact detoxification? EMFs quite significantly impact the health of our cells. If our cells aren't healthy, no part of us is healthy. Mm. And that is true for detox. That's true for really everything. But I suppose we're just like saying in a very broad sense, if we're able to protect against radiation and electromagnetic frequencies, then we're able to enhance detoxification as well. So cells aren't having to deal with all the extra sort of metabolites produced from just dealing with the EMFs. Mm. There was one other thing I was going to say on that. What was it? Oh, and then on the allergic histamine front. So it does help on the allergic histamine front and, that is quite important to detox as well. Because if we have high histamine, our body's like, no, nah, like detox is not the priority right now. In fact, it's like histamine is a very acute sort of stressful response to the body, which it has to tackle. Mm. And it says to the body, we might be in danger. We might be being attacked by something within. So we've mounted this histamine response. We've made an inflammatory response. We need the anti-inflammatory, the antioxidant pathways to really be active to really push these detoxification pathways. It's like, we need to be in a low stress state a clonia carver, thank you for that. We need to be in a low inflammatory state as best we can. I know that can be a catch 22 because it's hard to, if you've got like, you know, a body full of heavy metals, like I did back in the past, I was inflamed all the time and I couldn't figure out why. It didn't matter how much, you know, hydrogen I took or how much turmeric I took, I was still inflamed because I had all these things that were contributing to inflammation. So mm-hmm. by helping with the mast cell and allergic response, we're also helping detox as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it just does a lot, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought in your personal experience because we forgot to mention at the start that the reason why you're such a, a powerhouse when it comes to understanding detox and um, I consider you like the, the the go-to when it comes to like optimizing detoxification because you had heavy, you had mercury toxicity. So do you want to explain a little bit about what happened there? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, just taking it back a few years, I feel like I should get that, that music that and just like, bring me back into my mind. I was about 19. I got really sick. You know, I got glandular fever and I just never really recovered. The doctor's like, oh, your blood works normal. <laughs> and for a couple of years, went to specialists, etc. Couldn't figure out what was going on with me. Then I got into sort of the alternative slash natural health realm and started to look for things. I changed my dentist because the one I had was all about um, fluoride and chewing gum. And I was like, I'm not about that. Um, changed my dentist to a holistic dentist and she's like you Steph like everything you've told me you're the poster boy for mercury toxicity gave me a hair test I showed like off the charts high levels of it and 
I was so happy, man. I was so happy because I'd been so sick for so many years and nothing was really like, oh, that's really out. That's really out. It's all like, oh no, you know, you're on the sort of high end on that, but you're still within the normal range, whatever, whatever. So when I found I had mercury toxicity, I was like, oh great, I can work with this. So I was, you know, doing some detox stuff with that. Then later I found out I also had mold toxicity. My dad's house was quite terrible with mold and mold's one of those things that has followed me around a few times. I feel like I've hopefully broken that curse, <laughs> but um, yeah, like that's, that's why I'm so passionate about detoxification because I've seen the benefits of myself. I've seen the benefits of people I've helped with it. And I suppose I feel, I really do feel and I'm biased. I know that everyone can benefit from it unless they're completely clean of everything because it's a handbrake, you know, as you would know, with any aspect of health, if we can take off one handbrake, two handbrakes, three handbrakes, some are big, some are small, whatever, we're just like making it easier. You know, we like, we're expending the same energy, but getting further with that energy. And that's why I love detox so much. We're just getting rid of the crap that no longer serves us really in both a physical and a sort of more spiritual, emotional sense as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we can see how a colonia carva can fit in perhaps into like a full yeah. detoxification protocol. And as you mentioned there, I know, those that are listening in probably who enjoy drinking alcohol. What do you think your practical application of a clodia could be in terms of um, let's say somebody is going out to drink one night. What would be your suggestion in terms of implementing a clonia carver? Well, we made this joke the other day that it's like almost the ultimate party drug, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> because it boosts blood flow, you know, potentially better than Viagra in some respects. <laughs> enhance sleep which is great you know I, I i've never drank myself but i i know from friends that they don't usually sleep well like it's easy to get to sleep but the quality is terrible mm. um great antioxidant like we said before it upregulates those alcohol detoxification pathways protects the liver and the kidneys protects against emfs i imagine you're going out in the club and everyone's got their phones on them you're in a cesspool of just emf bathing right there and there was that other study you found about ear damage and i was like oh we don't have to talk about that you're like no no no. like it's good because people are like going out clubbing and stuff i'm like oh that's so funny like just the topping on that you know the the cherry on the on top of the cake (laughs) for this one yeah that study was interesting the study was titled effect of a clonia carver polyphenol extract in-house ear institute organ and they're looking at how um Eclonia carver can protect against the damage induced by a cancer drug, which is known to damage. Um, based on oxidative stress as well. Yeah. So where the antioxidant part really comes in handy for this. Yeah. So that's um, an added bonus, I guess, with Eclonia. Yeah. And, and you know what's actually funny? You said that's an added bonus, but on the sort of blood flow benefit, that's an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a smart ass guys in case you hadn't figured that one out. Um, so I would say like, it's just good to load this one up. As we said, it's got that long half-life. So you can just build it up in the system and clubbing or not, you know, going out or not, it's just a really great herb to have in your stack really for so many, so many different reasons. Yeah. Also from the muscle growth perspective, we haven't touched on yeah. its ergogenic effects. <laughs> There's that word ergogenic. Yeah, I don't know where I've heard that one before. <laughs> um, what's interesting was that study where they looked at how Eclonia carver can affect folistatin and myostatin. Did you want to? Yeah. That? So 
the listeners may have heard of epicatechin, a compound from green tea, which is sort of the one that sort of in the bodybuilding community is like, this is the one to, you know, to boost follistatin, lower myostatin. If you look at the word myostatin, you know, myo muscle, statin, stasis, going to say the same. It's actually a compound, a cytokine within our body that wants to slow down muscle growth. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking, why the fuck would something in our body want to inhibit the gains? But it serves a good evolutionary purpose. If we're just packing on muscle all day, every day, muscle is very expensive for the body to maintain. And in times where food was scarce, you know, not really so prevalent right now as we have access to farming, et cetera. But back, back then, you know, with our ancestors, if they were just packing on muscle all day, every day, they were going to have to eat truckloads of food to sustain that. So that's, you know, unfortunately, that's part of why we have these cytokines in our body. So a clonicava was found to increase folosatin, like boost folosatin levels, which means it's going to decrease or inhibit myosatin. So it's going to support muscle growth as well. Mm, that's really interesting in terms of the um, evolutionary purpose of myostatin. Like I've never thought of it in that way. And why else would you want to stop muscle growth really? Because it makes you more attractive. It makes you more capable, more function, more functional. Why else would it, you know, not be there? Because it's expensive. You know, it's, it's thermogenic as well. It helps you keep warm in the winter months, but it is expensive to maintain. Mm, yeah. No, that's really cool. I think like both epicatechin and Eclonia carva, and there's also... There was also a couple of other compounds. Um, one, peptides that did it as well. There's a few peptides that affect uh, myosatin. Yeah, turkesterone is one of those ones that um, inhibits myosatin as well. Oh, really? Turkesterone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And um, also Korean mistletoe, I think, is the other one that's been used as well. Is that for- the one they use um, in like cancer treatments? That- yeah. Oh, there you go. Myosatin as well. All right. Yeah. So with Eclonia, we're getting the increase in folistatin, which acts as a myostatin inhibitor. So that's supporting muscle growth. We're getting the deep sleep enhancement. So I haven't seen any studies whether Eclonia carva can affect growth hormone. Yeah. Uh, have well, you? There's, I mean, there's a close-ish one. They've got an insulin-like growth factor one, IGF-1. So it, um, it does apparently bind to the IGF-1 receptor. But yeah, I haven't seen on the growth hormone front specifically, no. Mm, yeah. I think um, if you have a look back at, because when I first started researching Eclonia cover, I remember looking into like these, you know, the anabolic binds, the old, that yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, people were just writing down their experiences with the seaweed and mm. how it's affecting their recovery. And people were just mentioning that it improved basically eliminated DOMS. Now, whether or not that's through antioxidant effect or the IGF-1 pathway, I think it's- even um, just enhancing blood flow. Oh, uh, yeah. As well. it, does, it works on so many things, really. Yeah. We sort of, um, I think now we can look into the um, insulin sensitivity aspect and mm-hmm. explore that in terms of improving metabolic efficiency. Yeah. So it, it, it's not sort of so- unexpected when you look at everything it does, you know, because insulin sensitivity, metabolic health overall is impacted by a lot of things, you know, obviously how we handle carbohydrates, how we handle all our macronutrients, etc. But um, especially on the antioxidant side of things, mm. and NF2, if we have unhealthy cells, good luck getting glucose into those cells. You know, if we have unhealthy cells, good luck being sensitive enough to insulin. So we've, we've covered all those front, all those things beforehand on the NRF2, the glutathione, the antioxidant effects. 
But um, yeah, there's been a few studies here as well, like 12 week plus where it actually showed that using a clonia cava reduced postprandial, so after meals, hypoglycemia. So after we've eaten, our blood sugar rises and in diabetics, it tends to rise a lot more and it stays elevated for a longer time. A clonia cava was shown to actually decrease the rise and obviously get us back to our baseline levels a lot quicker mm. and also decrease insulin resistance. So if we, you know, take it back, you know, to sort of foundations, biology and chemistry we ingest food we break that down into glucose and other micronutrients sorry yeah i suppose yeah macro micros into other nutrients and we get the glucose in the bloodstream and that signals to the pancreas hey we've got to secrete some insulin because insulin binds onto the cells and that helps us get glucose into the cells but when there's this function along the way we might not get that signal to secrete insulin in the first place we might have our beta cells of our pancreas worn out i know what you're thinking why would i want any beta cells because i'm an alpha but anyway that's beside <laughs> the point of course um, <laughs> um but the alpha the alpha cells they do exist though don't they? yeah they do of course we're just trying to that's what people are diabetics are trying to do they're really trying to get rid of all the beta cells so they're just pure <laughs> alpha energy really <laughs> so maybe don't take a clonia carver if you want to be really super duper alpha um <laughs> Yeah, so I suppose what we're saying is it does help on the metabolic side of things quite well. And that that helps with many things. You know, it helps on the muscle building front. If we're more sensitive to, sensitive to insulin, we're able to get that glucose into the cells to help regenerate it. If we're more insulin sensitive, our sleep's going to be better as well. You know, insulin resistance is tied very intimately to sleep apnea and other sleep disorders too. And just quality of life. You know, if our metabolic health is off, you know, everything's going to be off really. Yeah. I remember some of the jokes that we would make back at university, like we, some of the comments that we would make in terms, like it just sitting in class, like I really <laughs> wish there was a camera recording or like just secret <laughs> microphone recording some of the stuff we said, because uh, like we would say stuff like, bro, I can feel my pancreatic beta cells like releasing insulin. <laughs> I remember sometimes I just put my hand up and like, I can feel it happening right now. <laughs> But there'd be so many times, I remember like the first time we were in nutrition, nutritional therapeutics one, and it was the first time bromelain was actually mentioned in class. And we just looked at each other and laughed and everyone's like, I just don't understand these guys. Like what? But everyone just knew that we were just on our own sort of little world doing our own, doing our own thing there. So fun. So fun. You know what? The, the one I remember the most though, we're in, um, I think it was lifespan nutrition and our teacher was talking about stress, <laughs> how it impacts, <laughs> how it impacted on fertility. And he's like, oh, you know, well, so people just go on holidays and they come back pregnant. And we just both looked at each other and we both said, well, yeah, what else are they going to do? <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh, <laughs> damn, that was so good. Oh, fuck, what good times, man. God, just to recap with, um, with a clonia cava improving insulin sensitivity. So it's lowering postprandial hyperglycemia. So reducing the area under the curve, glucose. I would be over the, over the baseline, wouldn't it? Is that what you mean? Or yeah. So it's like having a, if we, you know, if you were to use like a CGM device, just like reduce that peak and so like a drop yeah, that's right yeah yeah gotcha gotcha oh under the i see what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. also inhibiting the absorption of glucose oh, yeah. so yeah so days and amylase enzymes yeah 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 
and then also stimulating AMP K as well. Yeah. Yes, another really just protective pathway. It's like we've got our MK pathways. mTOR is like growth. MK is like, I suppose, catabolism, which is like, why would I want to be catabolic? But it's like building up and breaking down. They, they, they both need to occur. If we do too much of building, well, we, you know, <laughs> like we said, we can't have myostatin inhibited all the time because we'd, we'd be too, too big and too expensive to carry around. But it's two sides of the same coin. Like, I suppose we need to have one and the other. It's that polarity. We need to have that sort of both sides of that coin there. Yeah. And what about, like, I know we briefly touched on its GABAergic properties, but what about its um, neuroprotective effects? You want to sort of... Um... Yeah, I feel like I'll talk briefly, but this is definitely your wheelhouse. The thing that I really like is um, the acetylcholine effect. So anybody who's ever done, like, the Braverman test before, it's like Brave R Men, like that's how you would spell it, Brave R Men test, talks about your, like, it talks about four neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, and GABA. It says, what is your dominant type? Like, who are you as a person? And what are you sort of presenting with right now in terms of excess and deficiency? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm an acetylcholine dominant type, which means I burn through acetylcholine much quicker than a regular person. So I look at something like a clonia. I think this is great because what it does is it decreases or it inhibits two enzymes, which are involved in acetylcholine levels. So one is acetylcholinesterase and one is, I'm going to try this, butyrylcholinesterase. Yep. Now, what does this all mean? Okay. Butyryl cholinesterase and acetylcholinesterase, when we have an esterase, it means we break down. So they break down acetylcholine. Mm-hmm. A clonic carver inhibits those enzymes. So we slow the breakdown of acetylcholine, meaning we have more acetylcholine available to us without having to produce it anymore. It's just like we're not breaking it down as quickly. So that's one of the things I really love about that. You know, just that, yeah, it's able to, to spare acetylcholine. Yeah. And also for those listening in, you may be familiar with huperzine A. That's like a, it's perhaps one of the most powerful natural acetylcholinesterase inhibitors. So like it massively increases acetylcholine. This could also explain the dream enhancements that some people noted from Eclonia Carva, because if you jack up acetylcholine before bed, you mm. tend to have better recollection of your dreams and, and tend to have more vivid dreams as well. Mm-hmm. And then what, what the, I suppose you want to chat about the other uh, neuroprotective yeah. products. Yeah. So um, some other studies looked at how Eclonia Carver can protect the hippocampus against oxidative stress. And that's really important because like the biggest downfall with a lot of antioxidants mm. is that they don't cross the blood brain barrier, but it appears that some of these fluorotannins found within Eclonia Carva do cross the blood-brain barrier so they can exert these antioxidant effects. So that's really cool. And then we also looked at how the polyphenols can modulate other neurotransmitters. So as we said before, increasing GABA activity, reducing glutamate, which is a big, big one that's similar to both magnesium and taurine in that regard. So both taurine, magnesium, they can lower glutamate. Enhance like a GABA agonist as well. Yeah, and decreasing norepinephrine. So that's one of the fight or flight neurotransmitters. So it's having a, a decreasing effect on that. And then increasing serotonin in the hippocampus, which would be implicated in like memory and stuff like that. I just had a, another thought on the whole, um, it's a perfect sort of party supplement to take. 
I imagine people after they go out drinking and stuff, they'd go and get Chinese food. If Chinese food has like a lot of MSG in it, this is going to help to lower glutamate levels as well. Add that yeah. to the list. That's a that's a valid valid point. I mean, I'm sure after drinking, people crave yeah salty food like that. Yeah. What about the some of the anti-cancer properties? What are some of the studies that looked at um yeah in terms of its anti-cancer effects? Yeah, well, I haven't delved into these a lot, admittedly. It's just like there have been a lot of sort of different types of cancer that this has been researched with, breast cancer, colon cancer, liver, skin cancer, ovarian, et cetera. Mm. Again, I haven't looked into it too much. I imagine the antioxidant, or when if we look at everything we spoke about, the antioxidant effect is quite important. The NRF2 upregulation is quite important. Even I'd imagine like the protection against radiation, as we said beforehand, because that's you know contributing to cellular oxidative stress. And I suppose insulin sensitivity, you know, if we're insulin resistant, that makes us more susceptible to everything, including cancers. Yeah. No, I'd say it's, um, yeah, promising in that regard. It's uh, always nice to see, you know, botanicals and things have these, exert these anti-cancer properties, even though most of them are done in in vivo studies or in vitro things. It's still, for me, it's like, well, this is a nice little added bonus. Yeah. And we wouldn't probably use it as like, this is your cancer treatment, you know, have a couple of capsules of colonia cava, but it's, it's good to know that it may be protective against it. Mm. Now, what about DHT and the hair growth promoting effect of colonia cava? Cause that is perhaps one of the, I would say it's primary use in the longevity space is actually for hair growth. Mm. And people, I get mess, I get messaged all the time about whether, Eclonia cava can lower like systemic DHT levels. So maybe, yeah, do you want to explain a bit more about well, that? We had this chat, man, because obviously you're quite big on promoting healthy levels of DHT and not just like slamming it down because I think we all know like how bad um, like finasteride, I mean, not personally, but just the stories I've heard from people like, sure, it might help your hair, but like at what cost? You know, how is your quality of life affected from lowering DHT so substantially and Lucas has chatted about this many many times but we're chatting about this because we're like okay we don't feel shit on a clonia cava you know but it does seem to have that inhibition of that 5-alpha reductase enzyme which converts testosterone to dihydrotestosterone DHT and that's often thought of as this is the one that's going to make your hair you know like really stall your hair growth or even just you know contribute to hair loss that androgenic sort of hair loss picture Mm. and we chatted about that and it's like well we don't feel like it's you don't feel like it's lowering DHT. And this is your sort of, this is your wheelhouse, you know? Yeah. It may be selective. It may be just on the hair side of things that it's lowering DHT. It, yeah. It may that's, be systemic. I don't, I don't know really, but it's just speculation really. Yeah, I know. And that's the other thing, like, because like a lot of guys are worried about the um, DHT blocking effect affecting their, um, you know, erection quality and things like yeah. that. Like, but obviously we've got the studies that, you know, and, and the anecdotal experience that does help blood flow quite substantially. Yeah. So it's sort of outweighing the potential DHT suppression effect there. And like you said, I think the selectivity aspect is, is perhaps more important. Yeah. Um, We don't know. Yeah. I don't know. At least there may be studies out there, but I I have not, not seen them. Yeah. But also there was another study that looked at the effect of dicol, a component of a clinical cover on the promotion of hair growth. And they looked at it's potential to stimulate hair growth via the proliferation of dermal papilla cells. Yeah. And potentially the five alpha reductase effect. So it's like, it was one or both or the combination of the two. Yeah. So I think that's um, 
something to consider if you're a guy listening in, you're worried about a colonial cover acting like finasteride. Haven't seen it occur. I know yeah. many guys that use it and they really respond well. Mm. So um, that's a huge bonus uh, benefit there. Every time you say bonus, I'm like, please stop <laughs> and accidentally say bonus. Just like this wish. What else? We also on the list we had. Um, so the PCOS support, I didn't oh, get. Yeah. I suppose, I mean, you know, polycystic ovarian syndrome, there is a big tie in that to insulin resistance and a lot of things really. It's not just insulin resistance, it's the hormonal side of things as well. But if you look at the sort of criteria for diagnosing polycystic ovarian syndrome in women, it's one is potential like cysts on the ovaries, but that's not even necessary for a diagnosis anymore. Insulin resistance or, you know, that like could be, okay, they're overweight, obese, they're holding excess body fat, excess visceral fat, their fasting insulin is too high, fasting glucose is too high, HbA1c is too high, etc. And the other one is that sort of androgenic picture as well in females. That could be like facial hair growth. That could be like you know just muscle growth beyond what you would expect for a female. And that comes, that can come like can be contributed to by insulin resistance. So if we're insulin resistant as females, we can increase that sort of androgenic side of things as well as we increase the um, activity of aromatase, which in females would convert estrogen into testosterone. Mm, so yeah. yeah, if we're able to improve insulin sensitivity, we're going to be doing some great things for PCOS. I think, was there studies that we found on this? Like, can't remember. If you literally just search like on PubMed, like Eclonia Carver, polycystic ovarian syndrome, there's like, I think like three or four studies mm. looking at its um, protective effect on that. Yeah, awesome. So it's pretty good. So as far as dosages are concerned, obviously my listeners will be wanting to know, like, yeah, how would you suggest dosing a colonial carver? Should it be with or without food? So maybe do you want to explore that a little bit? I suppose this is your wheelhouse, bro. Like this is where you sort of shine a bit more. I'll leave it to you, actually. Cool, cool. All right. Well, as far as dosages, and I've played around with different dosages and timing and things like that. What I find works well was between 300 milligrams to 500 milligrams about 30 to 60 minutes after dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the reason being is because a lot of these fluorotannins are actually, they're fat soluble. So they require fats to be properly utilized and absorbed. And then the other effect there is the fact that they have a very long half-life, which also means that it may take a while for it to actually exert it's like stress lowering, yes. cortisol lowering and GABAergic effects. So yeah, I find like, you know, 30 to 60 minutes after dinner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, works really well in terms of improving sleep quality. Do you ever take it like right before bed as well? Are you experimented with that? Only when I've come home, yeah, late, like, you know, after being out maybe like 11 o'clock or 12. Either way, I always wake up feeling like super rejuvenated and just... yeah. yeah. Crystal clear. I get the. I literally get the same effect as I mentioned. Like, if I had like a big dose of L-theanine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one way to approach it. And as we said at the start, obviously we'll have it linked in the in the show notes, and it should be on my website at that stage. We'll have two different links we'll have obviously one for the australian audience and then also another link for the us and international as well yeah so do we miss anything do you want to maybe give a recap of some of the you know final benefits of eclonia carver yeah so i suppose 
I don't know what order we talked about it in, but um, blood flow, one of the biggest ones, not just erection quality, but overall blood flow as well. As I noted from my anecdotal experience, it was helping with the Raynaud's or some might notice chill blains or Raynaud's. Sleep, big one, protective of the brain, protective against insulin resistance as well and, and diabetic conditions, antioxidant effect, great as well. Detox, so many aspects, binder, glutathione upregulation, also helping the allergic and histamine response, which is very important in um, detoxification as well, and the alcohol effects. So protecting the liver, the kidneys, upregulating the alcohol detoxification enzymes. Talk about the folosatin and myosatin benefits. So enhances folosatin, decreases myosatin. So it's going to be helping with muscle growth in that regard. One thing we didn't talk about was exercise performance. I mean, again, we don't really have to say it, but if you look at everything it does, even just like focusing on enhancing sleep, enhancing blood flow, enhancing insulin sensitivity and being a good antioxidant, again, timed appropriately, not straight after exercise, of course, mm-hmm. that all those things are going to be great for exercise performance and longevity of exercise as well. Even just the blood flow benefits alone are going to contribute to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I suppose. And that was, that, that was, I think that's most of it, really. It just does yeah. new things, really. Just a powerhouse. Yeah. Just a reminder for those who may have forgotten at the start, this seaweed itself has nearly $35 million of research mm-hmm. you know, spent on it. So yeah, we're talking about something that has been hidden, unfortunately, you know, mostly, I mean, we, we don't hear about it much in like, no one's, <laughs> no one's talking about it. Yeah. That was the other thing. You'd always say, why is no one talking about this? It just, that was the thing in class. Everyone would start to say, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's because you need to talk about it, bro. Cause you love talking about your novel compounds. Once everyone's heard about it, you're like, I don't want to talk about it. It's not, it's not novel enough a compound for, for Mr. Ergogenic Health over here. <laughs> so um, I also forgot to mention there will be a discount code for those listening in. If they want to purchase a colonial carver, it will be ergogenic. We've set it up as um ergogenic that will give them a percentage off five percent off yeah five percent off so yeah that pretty much that pretty much wraps it up for eclenia carver we'll get you back on the show man for um we'll get you back on specifically on detox if you'd like yeah it's been in the works for a while and i've sort of (laughs) chopped and changed and had things going on and this year i promise you we'll be doing (laughs) we'll be doing it (laughs) and give my audience a chance where can they connect with you if they want to work with you of course so Stefan Filippo Health on Instagram. That's where I'm most, I'm not very active there at the moment, to be honest, but I, that's where I tend to be most active. I'm spending a lot of time on my business at the moment, which is Revivify Health, which is where we're selling the Clonia Carver to the Australian sort of New Zealand, Asian regions. Yeah, those are two main places, Revivify Health and Stefan Filippo Health. Awesome. I'll make sure to link those in the show notes. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. I knew it was going to be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was fucking great, bro. <laughs> awesome. All righty, man. Take care. Thanks, brother. You too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.